Hey up, I'm Nathan Human. This is Humanish. The podcast is back with a bit of a change. Alongside more regular conversations with the people I find interesting, there's going to be two new strands. Coming soon is So You Want To Be, which will look at people doing unusual jobs, or people that have had a significant change in career. For example, you might get So You Want To Be A Private Detective. The second strand is this, The Biscuit Reviews, where I will be chatting about TV shows, books and podcasts, sometimes with other people. This episode is Stephen King's most recent novel, Fairy Tale. So, look, sorry if you were expecting an in-depth look at my favourite biscuits. Although, to be fair, I'm pretty sure that will come up at some point. Instead of giving a score out of 10 or 1 to 5 stars, I will be awarding a biscuit rating. For example, a ginger biscuit rating would be nice for a change, but not something I'd go for every day. Let's crack on, shall we? This is a spoiler-free review. Has Stephen King written a young adult novel? I reckon I can make that argument via some connections to Stranger Things and Hunger Games, and I also think I have a good suggestion for who would be the ideal film director for Stephen King. But let's start with that title. I do love a good Ron Seal title. So if you want your wood stain to dry quickly, use Ron Seal Quick Drying Wood Stain. It does exactly what it says on the tin. For the first part of the book, you might be forgiven for mumbling a tad bitterly, where's my fairy tale? But like a number of recent King stories, things take a turn. I have to say I'm a fan of this format, a bit like those songs that start all lovely fluffy acoustic and then they kick in with a drum beat and a chunky guitar riff. We get some of the tropes we might be expecting with a a troubled upbringing for a child protagonist who fills out into a suitable hero as a teenage boy. Charlie Reed is that teenage boy, and he's a successful high school athlete struggling along with his recovering alcoholic of a dad in a small town of Sentry's Rest in Illinois. We get a lot of detail about his childhood. There is plenty of sketching in his childhood with hints about how he got up to no good as a kid when he was largely left to his own devices, and how a love of stories and books played a part in focusing him on more positive pursuits. Even when we get to the haunted house, or is it, bit of the narrative, King really takes his time to draw out the mysterious and possibly dangerous owner of the house, Mr. Bowditch, and his rumoured Cujo-type dog. But, and I want to emphasise this, it is never a drag, it never feels like the book is just stalling. King focuses on the story, giving us all the info we need about Charlie, and it clips along, dripping enough gold nuggets to act as an enticing trail to follow. I really don't get how I sometimes see someone dismissed as a storyteller rather than a great writer, and that often an economical style is used as an insult, whereas it appeals to me as a compliment. That ability to expertly craft a story, drawing you along at just the right moments without having to rely on maybe stylistic flourishes. But that's not to say that this isn't full of style and cleverness. I properly enjoyed King's recent detective series, And again here, King shows his credentials as a mystery writer, who would surely be a dab hand at knocking out a whodunit series. We get a string of questions to ponder and get us involved. Like, why is the shed at Mr Bowditch's locked? 
and what are the noises coming from it. How does he afford this big old house and what did he used to do? Will Charlie's past resurface? And who's the nosy neighbour? In a satisfying fashion, the answers lead to more questions and then the world is turned upside down with a quick sequence of events from an accident to a mission to a fatal encounter that leave Charlie with a defining choice to make. I don't want to be too much of a spoiler, so I'll just say that there is adventure, fantasy, mystery and a smidge or two of classic King horror. It also gets bonus points for the abundance of animals that play a leading role. I mean, sure, a dog is pretty standard in a film or a book. Even the butterfly symbolism is not uncommon. But full marks for a starring role going to a cricket. He certainly helps Charlie become a real boy. In fact, the natural world plays a significant role in this most unnatural of stories. There is much discussion and fear of humanity's impact on the world and the horrors caused by a greed for resources. There is even an affliction that has decimated a population and keeps people separated and largely living in their own homes. It's not hard to see where the inspiration came for a novel written during the height of the pandemic. For me, the prospect of a new Stephen King book to immerse myself in is a proper treat, and Fairy Tale provided a vivid, thrilling, surprising and enormously fun new world to live in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Hunger Games. And may the odds be ever in your favour. So why do I think this is a YA novel? Well, aside from the teenage main character, there is a coming-of-age quest, the battle with authority figures, and a clear sense of struggling with what is right. There are some overlapping themes with Stranger Things, in terms of the dark tone and battling a monster that may or may not have been conjured from imagination. There's a hint of Hunger Games in the final third, and elements of the quest reminded me a bit of The Maze Runner. It would be quite a neat reversal if King had indeed been inspired by Stranger Things, a show he has been a loud fan of, and which had taken inspiration from Stephen King. Let's face it, King is no stranger to this genre, and although his flavour may have been darker with Firestarter, It, the girl who loved Tom Gordon and the Institute, he has never been shy about putting minors in mortal peril and challenging them to grow up at the same time as trying to stay alive. Which brings me to my last point. Surely, the ideal director for King's work is also someone who has a track record with letting teens and children take the lead role and is adept at putting them in danger and confronting them with the challenges of parents, monsters and growing up? Of course. Steven Spielberg. I mean, Fairy Tale even features the lead on a bike, so the connecting threads from E.T. to Goonies to Stranger Things are complete. Is that too tenuous a thread? Have, have I gone too far there? Maybe? No? Is that make, It kind of makes sense? So it's a little underwhelming to find out that although Fairy Tale is being adapted into a film, it isn't Spielberg who will be directing. But Paul Greengrass of the Bourne Supremacy and Green Zone, News of the World, absolutely a fine director. I'm just slightly disappointed it's not Steven Spielberg. 
Although the bigger surprise is that they're going to try and cram it into a single film rather than a TV series. Maybe you're coming to this with the briefest knowledge of Stephen King's most famous works and you have him neatly filed away as horror. If so, this is the ideal book to reintroduce yourself and get acquainted with modern Stephen King. So what is my biscuit rating for Fairy Tale? It has to be a border classic selection. Tons of variety and quality and I didn't really want to stop. You can find my guide to biscuit ratings on my website, thehumanish.co.uk, with a link for the biscuit reviews, where you can also find the links if you want to enjoy it on YouTube or as a blog or TikTok. Next up for review is the podcast The Coming Storm from BBC Sounds, which takes a deep dive look into some of the causes of the capital rights on 6th of January after the American election. My next book review is going to be The Power by Naomi Alderman because I believe it's being turned into a film or a TV series. I think it's a film. Is it? I think it's a film. Either way, that one's coming next. Anyway, I'm off for a brew and a bicky. So till next time, ta-ra. Thank you.